This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All righty. How you feeling, my man? How was your flight? Very smooth. Uh, on, on time, very smooth. It's a beautiful thing. Is it, it, is it snowing over there? So I know no, I'm not, headed not, out at, at 4 o'clock. Not at all. It's actually warm, but it's it's kind of – it was raining when I got here. Uh, as I'm looking outside, it's not raining, but the streets are wet, and uh, the high every day is in the 50s. And tomorrow it's in the 60s. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, bringing that warm weather. Pretty you much. Know, I, was, I, I was talking about this because obviously you and I have been going there for years. And in the 20 something years that I've been going, uh, the one time the best week ever was the Super Bowl week. I went there for the Super Bowl when they had it. And that whole week, dude, it was in the 50s to 60s. And everybody was freaking out. Like, and you know, they, they brought out heat lamps to put all throughout the streets. You know, so when people are walking around, there are heat lamps all over and all that. And it was like one of those things like people were walking around like, wow, dude, this is like super comfortable. And, and you know, in, in early February for it to be that way in Indianapolis is crazy. So and they just had like what some winter systems go throughout the entire northern part of our country, man. Like they got snowing in, it was snowing in Pasadena on Sunday for Christ. I know, dude. I know. I mean- and as yeah. and here it's like it's balmy almost. It's it's weird. It's wacky. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of uh what what we're headed with. Uh, all kinds of extremes now with uh the mm-hmm. changes in our climate, unfortunately. But you know, it's just like what we're watching all over the world, man. It is crazy shit uh that goes on. All right, let's uh let's get into it. Um by the way, you know, somebody was asking me now about about uh uh, about the video that they had of uh, Mac Jones being scolded and that it might have affected him and all that in his play. And then somebody says, can you imagine him going through what Tua had to go through with Flores? And and I said, I think people don't realize or or at least appreciate the kid's mental toughness because you watch him come back from all these injuries. And then you think about that moment where – he doesn't want him on the field and he's staying with, with Brissett and the Ravens game. And then he gets injured. And so now the kid goes out there on the field and here's a coach that doesn't believe in you. Didn't want you in the first place. So you got to go out there and you go out there and you start balling and you ball to the point that you force the coach to say, Hey, uh, yeah, Jacoby stay there. We're going to, we're going to stay with it. Uh, I, I don't, you know, and we see what he has to go through now. He's trying to do the judo and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if people really appreciate the mental toughness that that kid possesses because he is, I know physically the durability is an issue, but mentally the kid is as fearless as it gets. Okay. You don't believe me? You don't, you don't agree with me? I I don't have a, I don't have a strong opinion. I, I, this, this whole notion of like, I mean, let's not make it sound like flow, like Flores was like screaming at him. Day and night, there was reported one incident at halftime of the Tennessee game when, let's be honest, Tua was playing like dog shit. And mm-hmm. my guess is Flores told him in very, very uncertain terms, you're playing like dog shit. 
not the first coach who's ever done, done that. The reports I saw from, from New England is part of their issue, and this could apply to two as well. Part of their issue is they don't want the coaches to go crazy on Mac Jones because Mac Jones is one of those who, who is emotionally all over the place, gets crazy high, crazy low. If he's playing like shit, he's going to get crazy low. So it doesn't, doesn't need the coaches to pound on him. Two was a guy who's very hard on himself. No, he doesn't need the coaches to pound on him. But it comes with the territory. You have to have a men- you have to have mental toughness to play the position. Otherwise, you're not going to last. Uh, right, right. And, and I think he's proven that over and over again. Even when he comes back through, you know, the concussions and everything else, I think that that's one thing that I appreciate about that kid. That that's why I always give him a fighting chance. Because I know that mentally he's not going to quit. He's not going to be, you know, um, what like Carson Wentz is a perfect example of a guy that maybe is not a mentally tough person, doesn't handle adversity very well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, he got himself. Adam Beasley in the house saying saying hi. There we go. Um. Yeah, I lost my train of thought here. Uh, that's how easily I get flustered. No, he, uh, no, and he's he's going. He, Adam Beasley's gonna... Adam Beasley's you know beauty will do that to people. You know what I mean? It's kind of like watching Jimmy Garoppolo walk by Adam Beasley, Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get it. You you it kind of takes the yeah, breath out yeah, of yeah. you. That must be that must be what it is. That must be that's it. what it is. That's what it is. No, no, two is going to two is going to succeed above and everything else because of his accuracy and because of his of the, the timing and you know getting things done on time. Um, Somebody was asking me about, is this the year that the Dolphins draft the running back high in the draft? And I kind of am thinking that, no, there's no way that that happens. One, because that's not their, not Chris Greer's MO, but then that's the obvious one. But the other one is, I think last year we kind of saw it, right? Chase Edmonds, a veteran back came in and did not, you know, adapt Miles Gaskin got leaped over your boy Salvan Ahmed because Salvan Ahmed obviously knew the system and was very comfortable in it. I think you also risk in drafting a young guy and you're going to need him because you saw with Jeff Wilson and Mostert, you're going to have to count on that third guy. So if he's going to battle Salvan for that third spot, Scott, you're also risking a guy that may not be able to adjust quickly and then you've got another Chase Edmonds situation in your hands. And that third guy has to be able to adjust quickly to the offense like Salvan Ahmed. So that's why I don't think they even risk taking a rookie early on in this draft in the second or third rounds. Your, your thoughts on that? Well, to me, it's not about system fit. And I don't think Salvan Ahmed leapfrogged Miles Gaston because he was more familiar with the system. I think he leapfrogged him because he's got a higher ceiling. He's more athletic. Okay. Miles is is Miles is very dependable. He's very solid. You know what you're going to get, but the upside is limited. Savan Ahmed may be more likely to try to make something out of a run that's not there and lose four yards. Whereas if there's two yards to be had, Gaskin's going to get two yards, but he's going to get two yards. If there's two yards to be there, Ahmed could turn it into eight yards or he could make it a four-yard loss. That to me is why Ahmed leapfrogged. Um, the other issue is this is not a running back dependent scheme. Hence, no need to be spending premium uh, assets, whether it be draft capital or salary cap space 
on a running That's back. A great point. Great this, point. Is why, this is why it's always by committee. To me, I've said all along, I wouldn't be floored one bit if they re-sign Ahmed, if they re-sign Wilson, if they re-sign Mostert. I, I think that the top two guys for sure are coming back. I'm with you there. I think they're going to bring back Wilson and Mostert for sure. They made a good one-two punch, actually. I think if you improve the line, they get even better, actually. If, if that left guard and the right tackle is solved, I think your backs will look even better than they did last year. But and, and if, even look at the numbers last year. Their running game, I think, in yards per carry was actually middle of the pack. Yeah. It, it it was it was fine. The thing is, they they didn't stick with the run very much, and and part of it is because their two best players on offense are Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, um, and it makes no sense to have a run oriented offense when you have all that speed outside. And then maybe at times the short yardage uh, running wasn't particularly good. But how much of that was the backs? How much of that was the offensive line? So, I'm I'm with you there. All right, what are you? Uh, what do you think the Dolphins? outside of the underwear Olympics are trying to accomplish this week here at the combine. Well, I mean, it's as with every combine there, I'm sure they're talking to agents laying the groundwork and talking about their own, their own free agents, trying to see if, if they're going to resign guys. I'm sure they're going to have conversations with Christian Wilkins agent. I'm sure. They're going to have conversations with drew since he represents 10 players, including Zach sealer, Robert hunts. Another one is going to be in line for, an extension at some point because he's entering the last year of his contract and he's a keeper um, thing with him. is kind of the same with, with Zach Sealer. And I haven't looked at Hunt's number uh, recently, but I don't think he makes a ton of money in the fourth year of his rookie deal as a second round pick. So the idea of extending him is to make sure you keep him more so than to create salary cap space. Unlike Wilkins where it serves two purposes. Um, as far as evaluating the prospects, look, the Dolphins don't have a first-round pick, um, so you know, looking so not necessarily for the the glamour guys. I and mean, they're certainly, if we're talking running backs, they're certainly not looking at Bijan Robinson from Texas, who will be long gone. Um, you know, if they're getting a corner, they're certainly not looking at Joy Porter's kid, who's going to be gone in the first round. So you know, looking more for depth guys and UDFAs. Hopefully, you know that you can unearth a couple more gems like Kate or Kohu. Let me ask you something. Um, tell us about how the Dolphins stole Fangio away from the Denver Broncos and Sean Payton. You saw the headline, huh? Yeah, uh, Sean Payton. Who, by I read the, the story. I read the story, okay. but I don't want to like. I want you to tell the story. No, so. it's actually it was very cool. Sean Payton, Payton was, Sean Payton actually the the media sessions with the coaches at the podiums were supposed to start at 10 a.m. Sean Payton started early and kept going and going and going. Uh, and then he was asked about all of the, the guys that he interviewed for defensive coordinator. And he mentioned Vance Joseph, who ultimately got, got the job. Rex Ryan, Sean Desai, who we didn't know, but wanted to talk to him because he's a, like a brilliant young guy who actually, you know, somebody the Dolphins that targeted as well. Uh, and then he mentioned Vic was part of the plan, but you guys scared him away. When he said you, at the, at the immediate time, I, I thought he meant the media and then Later on, a flashback as it does, right? So, because then, then I followed up. I was like, see, you mentioned Vic. Uh, what kind of ex extended discussion did you have about him joining you this year? And who, who, what are the Dolphins getting in, as, in him as a coach? And then it's where he mentioned he, that the part of the plan all along was for them to coach together. And he said it was a unique situation that made it tough to go back here 
here, meaning Denver, because remember, Fangio was fired by the Broncos in 2021. So it, I can see where it would have been very uncomfortable for Fangio to go back and coach some players uh, who may not have made, who may or may not have had his back in 2021 at the time he was let go. And but Peyton said he tried and he tried and he tried and I couldn't couldn't get him to join him. And eventually, Fangio, as we know, joined the Dolphins. And Peyton obviously raves about uh, Fangio, basically pointing out not a coincidence, but half the league runs of the quote-unquote Fangio defense. Okay. All right. So. But but in scaring him, he, he he meant say that again. How what did he mean by? I think we, I think it was it was a little it was a little joke with the media, saying that maybe they made his life so tough, or they 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 maybe oh, they in pro- Denver in, in Denver, Denver when he said here they he meant Denver. He didn't mean Indianapolis because that I that's see. when he used the word here. But I, I think in retrospect, it's clear he meant Denver. Um, they do. They 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 have a very passionate fan base. They do. They have a very dedicated media to the Broncos. I mean, like the Broncos get some sick ass coverage mm-hmm. in, in 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 Denver. Actually, I don't think people realize how fanatical people are in that part of the country about their Broncos. Like super fanatical. I remember, in fact. I remember when Marvez used to work. Remember Marvez used to work there. Correct. And, and Marvez would show me a paper back in the day when he was working there. And the, the, the sports page in those days, oh, my God, dude. It was like a magazine that would come out every day about the Broncos. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't know how – I'm sure everything's been trimmed it's changed, down. Yeah, it's changed. Because, unfortunately, the damn business – what a shame, bro. Uh, to me, the newspaper business was – not that I'm a newspaper writer, but I think it's one of them. That's the one that I appreciated the most out of all of it, because those are the people that are there every freaking day mm-hmm. following yeah. every single thing. And it just is better for the, 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 the fan. I think the beat writer is, is the best. And so, uh, you know, it's just, wow, it, it's, imp- it's impressive. And so I can, I can understand where they kind of went after him and why would he want to go back, even though everything has changed, right? Ownership, Peyton's running the show. So he kind of had, you know, he would have had his way and all that stuff, but I guess he didn't want to have to deal with all that. And I I don't know how much he would admit that he's also, you know, on this side, he's got his family in Philadelphia and his mom in Florida. So I don't know how much he really would admit that that also had to do with a big portion of why he's here, I would imagine. No, 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 absolutely. certainly is a possibility. And there are, there are a lot of factors involved. And, and the, the other interesting aspect is Vance Joseph also was a former head coach with the Broncos. Um, you know, That's before right. Fan, before Fangio. And I think the thing with, with, with Joseph is his exit from Denver, I think might've been smoother than Fangio's maybe. Uh, and, and I think, I think maybe the fandom and the media were, softer on Joseph who maybe didn't have quite the town level. That did Vance leave after, after inter, interim head coach or did he no, leave he, after head coach? He was head coach for two years with the Broncos. That's right. After, okay. after he, he left the Dolphins. Sure. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's how it went. I was wondering, was it interim or was it head coach? And I wasn't, no. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of forgetting there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you, um, and, and somebody brought this up, and I think I think it's a really, really important uh, position and an extreme need 
for the Dolphins, not to the extent of a linebacker or or a two-way tight end or a tackle maybe. I get those are – but I think something you really need is a returner. I think you've got to find a way to get a returner on this team. And maybe it's that extra corner that you draft. Maybe it's a running back that we just talked about. That third running back is a specialist also at the same time. Maybe it's a receiver that will be your last receiver that is also a specialist. And I know that the return game has been trimmed down a little bit, but it's a real problem for the Dolphins. Like they didn't have anybody competent that at least can scare teams, especially on punt return. I get it. Kick returns go through the end zone most of the time, but on punt returns, you'd like to have something that's a threat. How important do you think it is that Miami finds some kind of a threat in, in the return game? It's way down my list. And, and, and we've discussed this before because to me, I know. again, the, the, the big issue with the special teams is don't allow the big return. Okay? Accept the fact that even if you don't have many on your, of, of your own, uh, that, that's not to me, give me a linebacker, give me a, a good tight end. Give me a good dependable backup quarterback. Give me a good corner. I think safety, I think safety for some reason, I think we've, we've kind of dismissed that Cover as a safety. potential. Well, correct, because Brandon Jones not only is in a, a great fit for this scheme, which requires more coverage from the safeties, he's also coming back from a torn ACL. And we don't right. know how that's going to go. And then you got Verone McKinley, who was a rookie for agent last year. Elijah Campbell showed promise, but he's not a proven guy in the least. So this is why... I threw out and then I, I was accused of like, well, every time a big name, you know, comes on the market, you're going to link him to the Dolphins. No, but when Jordan Porter says basically hey, stopping short of saying, I want to play for the Dolphins and can you consider the caliber if you can make the numbers work, obviously, and juggle yeah. the salary cap, obviously, I think the Dolphins would be crazy not to explore that possibility because the dude can play. Oh, yeah, no, of course. The dude can play, and he's durable, too. I know he missed a couple games this year, but you, you look at it, he's played right. the entire season every single year. All right, so I don't know if you'll be able to sign Jordan Poyer if you end up signing one of these guys. And there's a this is actually the, the, the Dolphins need a middle linebacker. Well, guess what? This is the year to need a middle linebacker mm-hmm. because – there's a shit ton of middle linebackers there in are. free agency. Yep. So let me throw out some names. You are now Chris Greer. Okay. So you get to put on the hat. What, what is that logo? It's, he it's, has a, on? It's, a, it's some kind of golf hat. It's a golf hat, right? I believe. Yeah. I forgot the logo, but it's always the same logo. I don't know what it is, but he wears that same logo. So now you've got that logo hat, whatever the hell it is. And we throw out Jermaine Pratt, Bobby Wagner, Tremaine Edmonds, Levante David, and David Long Jr. And even the white kid over in Philadelphia. Give me who is the guy that Chris Poupart signs? Well, here's the thing, though. His financial considerations are going to come into play because if they don't, Tremaine Edmonds would be my guy, but he's going to be expensive. Um, And this is where cost-effectiveness comes into play. I don't know how cost-effective he is, but I'm a big fan of his game. Um, if you're looking for cost effectiveness, I, I think Levante David could be had at a decent price, especially if he if he's willing to do the hometown discount to come back to Miami. Um, 
I like I like White's game. He's to me being a nice under the radar signing, and I think it would be more cost effective. Uh, I don't necessarily. To me, I don't need. And again, it can be coupled with. If you tell me I can have Poyer and Kaiser White, or Edmonds, but nobody at safety or or a much lesser player, I think I'd go the other way around. You know, give me give me White and Poyer as a combo, but purely they middle need, linebacker. They need a middle linebacker badly on this team. Yeah, but badly. how much? Are, the question is, how much are we willing to pay for Tremaine Edmonds? Well, I I, I would go Bobby Wagner. That way, oh, you don't man. sign a long-term deal, and you have zero problem with that. Year, year or two, and he, man, I didn't. I, I, he had a great freaking mm-hmm. year last year. He didn't have a good year. He had a great year last year. My God, he was good, and he can rush the passer. He got like six sacks last year. Career, career high. A career high had like four interceptions, and obviously had his four thousand tackles, like he has. You know, every single year. And I don't think that's a big deal. I think that's a two, that's a Chris Greer two year special. Cause you know, how, again, you've got the hat on. You know that you love to sign people to two year contracts. You love working right. at two year angle with the avoidable years. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I think he does that kind of stuff, you know. Plus, the second year is one that he can play with. If he wants to extend it another year and 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 push back some money and all that kind of stuff, so I know the game they're playing, which is really smart on their part. But you know, it's it's one of those things. You don't have to give him a four or five year contract like you would have to give Edmonds because the big ass signing bonus is coming with it and all that stuff. Correct. No, that that's why. Again, if you if it, that's why I preface it by saying if you remove all financial considerations, Edmonds my top choice. If you if you don't, as you said, no, I, I like the Bobby Wagner idea. Um, again, it's going to take some gymnastics to bring in one or more of those guys because uh, they do have a lot of work to do. All right. They're going to be cleaning out uh, now. They're going to be cleaning out the uh, roster. They're going to be reworking deals, all of that. We know Byron Jones is gone. We know that Mike Isicki is gone. Is there a surprise cut? that we're not thinking of that you're thinking of that. I don't think people realize that this guy may get cut. Is there a name that you can give us? Yes. Yeah, the same name I've given you that it wouldn't necessarily shock me. That's Jerome Baker. He's got a okay. pretty high cap number. I don't know that he's a great fit for this scheme. I don't know that he's played up to the contract extension he got. I mean, he's been a solid player. I don't think he's been, and he had a good year last year. Last year was a good year for him. It was it was for him. He's, for him. It's a, yeah, it's got a lot of tackle numbers. I, I don't there are a lot of times I don't feel him. You look in the box score after after the game and the game book, and he's got eleven tackles, and you're like, where'd those come from? You know? Uh he's not somebody that I know I would say that I've really felt. Um so if you if you're asking me for one guy I could see who's kind of a bigger name, he's the one that really jumps out at me. All right, follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Catch him twice a week here doing the EJDconstruction.com, Miami Dolphins report. Of course, catch all of his work there at Sports Illustrated, alldolphins.com. See, you would, if you would bookmark it this morning, you would have gotten the story. Find out how the Dolphins stole Vic Fangio from Sean Payton's ass right there. See, you would have found out the scoop with poop. Ha, there you there go. You know. Follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. 
Alan, as always, appreciate you, my brother. We'll see you. Uh, I don't know, maybe tonight. I don't know. You're gonna have. To, yeah. By the way, I arrive around seven, so maybe, uh, maybe we can get a, go see a little uh, Oki. I can be there by the second period or something like that. Let's keep in touch. All right, you got it, my brother. Be good. I'll talk to you later. There you go, Alan Poupart. And when we talk about EJD construction, look, a lot of our listeners in Dater Broward County have called Eric and they are fixing all kinds of things. And I tell you, Dater Broward, 305-433-4843. And we've got one listener that had a unfortunate fire in their in their home. They had they had to remediate everything, gut it all out. That's what remediate is. You gut everything out, right? And you make it all anew. And that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, we had a listener a couple months back that built a observation deck on top of their house. We had another listener that built an extension to their house. They had a, they built two rooms, actually, because of some consolidation family-wise, whatever it was. Uh, we got a listener that built a big old shed in the back. It's not like a tiki hut. It's different because it has like these kind of things these panels it's different but under it was a full kitchen barbecue grease trap the point is it's custom home construction major home remodeling okay and actually we have a listener that uh i I don't know when they're starting to work but they're like modernizing the kitchen i talk about that all the time so there's all different kinds of things that you can do with ejd construction also We've got listeners calling EJD Construction because they're trying to renew their insurance policies. And now they're finding out that, oh, wait a minute, your house is older than 20 years. Your roof is not up to code anymore. You need to upgrade it. EJD Construction can upgrade that roof. So if you live in Dater, Broward County, please call Eric right now. I'm giving you the owner's personal cell number, 305-433-4843. Shell Construction in-house. That's how they keep the cost down. They pass on the savings to you. They're fully insured liability and workers comp. So if somebody gets hurt on your property, nobody's going to sue you because they're fully insured. And listen, if you don't hire EJD construction and you want to hire somebody else, that's your right. But I just want to give you advice as a friend, whoever you do hire, make sure like EJD construction, they are fully insured. Because if somebody gets hurt on your property, you will get sued. 305-433-4843. Go to the Instagram page. You can see a lot of the before and after work. And it'll be impressive. EJDConstruction.com.